Their goal is to bring you a podcast that sounds more like everyone else than anyone else. We need to accept the fact that we are like every other podcast. We want to be special, but we're not quite there yet. It's the Zenial Odyssey Podcast with Remy and Bobby Rocks. Hey everybody, welcome back. Bobby Rocks here from the uh, Zenial Odyssey podcast. I have with us our guest from the last episode. I figured I'd have him here in person. Unfortunately, it's just the two of us because uh, Remy has to work and pay the bills and I took a vacation. So without further ado, in person for me, not for you guys, but I have my friend Steve Hayward here. Steve, welcome back. Thank you, sir. How you doing? Good. So I I was talking to Steve off the air and we were talking about how I wanted to tie in what we do on the show, what we do on the podcast. We talk about people our age. That's what it's about. That's kind of like the name, the Zenial. It's kind of people who are in there at this point, people in their late 30s to early mid 40s. That's what we are. And I wanted to tie that in, but you just had so much to say. So I didn't want to stop you. So I figured I'd have you come back on and we could talk about it on this show. All right. Sounds good. All right. So do you know what like the Zenny, what have you heard of the term Zenial before? Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. So do you, do you now? do you want me to go, I can go through the best I can off the top of my head. Do you want me to go through like the characteristics and you can say if it applies to you or not? Yeah, sure. All right. It's pretty simple. So like number one, you grew up without the internet when you were a child. Correct. There you go. There's like the easy, that's like <laughs> the easiest one. Yeah. You were a latchkey kid. Do you know what a latchkey kid is? A latchkey? Yeah. Like, like your parents worked. Nobody was home when you got out of school. Um, even if it was for like an hour or two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. see what you're saying. Well, it's, it's weird. Cause I, yeah. Like if you, if you say the parents, cause I was the youngest. So like mm-hmm. my brothers would be there or something. Cause. Oh yeah. Like yeah. That, yeah. That but yeah. With the parents. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Correct on that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the same for me. My sister babysat us until I don't even remember what age. And then, yeah. and then Tim and I, my brother, we'd be left at home alone for like two hours until like my mom got home. But yeah. yeah, these are things. I mean, then there's other kinds of things like life before social media. You remember, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember MySpace? Did you, do you remember MySpace? I don't even remember that. Oh, man. I loved MySpace more than Facebook, so just to be honest. Like, I heard of it and stuff, but like, I, I didn't, I still don't have a computer. Picture, that's, I think that's fantastic, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Old school, man. Yeah. I think that is wonderful, especially because I know you have, do you, you have a smartphone, right? Yeah. I at least have yeah. that. And it, it's funny because, it's not even a bad question because I only got it. I haven't even had it for like a full year yet. So, yeah. you know, and I'm 41 and it's like uh, now, like I knew I was going to get addicted to it because mm-hmm. it, it's just got everything on it. And um, I never made fun of people that would do that at work, but mm-hmm. I thought it was like, man, that's not going to be me, is it? <laughs> Here we and, are. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, but I'm like still old school in that. Mm-hmm. So I'll like leave it in my bed. You, know, you know, I don't want to say where I leave it, but yeah, I'll leave it somewhere. <laughs> you never know. Right. But you leave it somewhere. So your boss isn't like hounding you. Like, yeah. what are you looking at? You know? But um, yeah, no, I totally get, you know, a lot of people at work. You just like, Hey, can you help me for a second? They're just glued right to it. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. So yeah, I have that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you fit the bill. This works better with people who are like in their mid thirties, even early thirties. Yeah, yeah. So the reason I started this is because it's fine. It's fine for anyone who couldn't see because we don't have cameras yet. Using a game card or a, a game card? Yeah, as a um, yeah, co- yeah, a coffee thing. Yeah, this, this, r- this is not this is not just the studio. It's also the solitaire room. <laughs> but anyway, I wanted to start this show because I feel like people that are our age 
especially when we were in our teens and 20s, we got lost in the sh- cultural shuffle. Yeah, yeah. And now we're just kind of blended into this. Like, first off, I think the, the term millennial, because mm-hmm. I mean, tech, we're millennials. Yeah. But I think it's just now like it applies to people or it's not it applies. It's used for people who are like 20 years old. Exactly. So it's used for people who were like 20 years older then. And and then it's like, well, it kind of applies to us or people just completely forget about Mm -hmm. us. And I wanted to, I want to kind of do a podcast where I could talk about things that are important to us, people our age, because it seems like no one's really talking about it. No, no. And it's not just about like a us versus them. It's it's about let's differentiate and let's work our way through it and let's all kind of find common whatever it is. And I think it's important for that, especially for us. Like people our age now, we're like the ones who drive the economy. Yeah. Like we're in that age range that like we're honestly like I, I know they say that, you know, um, like fashion and everything is geared towards young people, but you know what? Young people don't have the money, mm-hmm. the buying power that people our age do. And it's just like uh my friend Remy and I have talked about like 9-11 yeah. 9-11 obviously we can't get away from 9-11 it's no, it's no. such a it's such such a uh moment yeah moment in our lives we can't get away from things like columbine and it's sad because even the media now like they'll talk about the sixth there when everybody's rushing and you know rushing into the yeah. you know mm-hmm. they talk about that like it was worse than 9-11 you know what i mean like how, like they just and it's just like what like like you never hear of you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they, I don't know if it's like to get us off of that subject or what, but like, it's like every little thing now is so big. Do you find it? Do you find it's? Do you find it's fucked up that we're we're so far away from from September eleventh, two thousand one? That to a to a lot of people out there who are like twenty years old, they're just names. Yeah. Like they don't remember watching it on TV like we did. I know. They don't remember that literally. Like everything came to a grinding halt. Oh, like, yeah, like, um, every, everybody you asked that was live like at that age of, you know, like mm-hmm. I was at building 19 working, yeah. you know? And I remember the little TV that was barely a TV. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell just happened? And the whole store was just looking at the TV and I can remember it like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. So like, I even asked my, my father told me some stuff too, like the cold war and stuff. Like to me, it's just like, oh yeah, you know, whatever. I mean, not like, you know what I mean? Like I care obviously, but I, I don't have that feeling and like how he talks about that. Yeah. 9-11 us was like, yep. Whoa. Like, I think, I think a fair point is, uh, cause I actually, uh, when my father was still alive, I talked to him about stuff like this. Yeah. He said that for him, the equivalent was, um, when Kennedy was assassinated, he's like, I could tell by looking at you guys, my kids, like it, yeah. it, it is, it's impacting you in the world the same way that, Exa- yeah. that that is and that's something we don't have a reference point to no right? that's like a, that's a really good yeah. um that's really that's like a good what do you call it yeah comparison or whatever you, connect you know? we'll just call it a connection yeah, yeah so like but but and I, i'm not no, i don't discourage this we've, we've gotten off we've gotten off topic we've gone on a rabbit hole and i do just dis- and i do encourage rabbit holes but
bringing it back to us, like, I also feel like a problem with us getting lumped in with people that are younger than us. I have this like cutoff in my head, right? Mm -hmm. And that cutoff is 1990. Like people born after 1990, I just feel like they're different, different than us. Yeah. But definitely. yet they're, they're, some of them are a part of our generation. So yeah, it's, yeah. Like, and a big thing where it turns up for me is like, because I have to work with them in mm -hmm. my job yeah. and I have to supervise them and, and the lack of taking accountability for themselves mm -hmm. is probably the big one I, I see. Yeah, big time. I mean, it, and it's kind of, it's really sad because um, even like the work ethic is going down. And it's mm -hmm. like, and it's, I'm not saying like people, it's weird because you can't really, you can't blame those kids. It's like how they grew up. Mm -hmm. Like, like now, all right. Remember like we grew up, like divorce was like a huge thing. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh man, you, you mean your parents aren't together? Now that's like nothing. Like it's almost like bound to happen. It's like, it's normalized. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's sad. And that was sad, but never mind now. Like may, I mean, I don't know. Cause you know how there's always two sides of every story. Yeah. Like, so I, I'm seeing is like kids just not, you know, it's either gaming. Yeah, I get you can make money in that, but it's like the kid still has to, like, they'll, they'll never know street smart because they're constantly inside yep. playing games. And it's like street smart is like pretty much all I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I went to East Bridgewater High School. Yeah, I could have learned a lot more, but I was mm -hmm. too busy, like finding out who the hell I was and skipping and stuff. Yeah. And, and like surprised i even graduated i think i may have been there a few times yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like now it's like you know they don't have like the um the nutrients and stuff like they look all skinnier they're all like they're not it's hard to explain they're not it's not like all right go wrestle outside with your buddies like go walk up the street and do something walk around town isn't that sad they don't do that, yeah. Isn't it sad that things that we did, riding our bikes, yeah, oh, it's totally out the window, yeah, totally out the window. <laughs> Killed the man with the ball, <laughs> yep. You know, things like that. It just doesn't exist anymore. Uh, what was it the other day? I was doing something. I, I was like, "Can you turn that hose on or something and set up the sprinkler to like a, a kid?" And he like he didn't know what the hell was going on. Like he's just like, "Oh, doesn't that like do it by itself?" Or something. Ew. And I was like, "That's weird." A running joke I have with people I supervise, like I supervise direct care employees. I supervise their supervisors yeah. and common things that I say to their supervisors is like, they're like, I can't believe they can't get this. And then I see how old they are. And I'm like, I can't believe they've made it to 24 years of life of, yeah, yeah. with these lack of uh, skills. I mean, you know, it's just getting scary. Like I, like I'm always like picturing ahead too. like, you know, what if our military is going to be weaker and stuff because <laughs> people aren't going to have that fight. And I, yeah, I get it. Like if you send your kid there, they're going to learn that. And, and this isn't like against any gender, any, any, whatever you call it. It's just, you see kids, man. And they're not like what we were. Like if they get a cut or something, they'll probably have to go to the hospital. You know, it's like, it's sad. You know, do you ever see, uh, it was, I know it's been on YouTube for a long, no Facebook. It's been on Facebook. It's been on YouTube. Yeah. It's a video. This, uh, this, he did this study for people that are little, you know, in their mid twenties, early twenties in the workforce. And what he found is that you know, their parents, their parents told them they were special and told them that like, and, and protected them like helicopter parents and, mm -hmm. and were protective. And then when they got into the adult world and they hadn't had experienced challenges, mm -hmm. they, they weren't prepared for it. Yeah. And I, I find that's like, that's very disappointing. Yeah. Like, cause it actually, cause what it did is instead of like us being like, oh, those gosh darn Young kids, it actually made me feel bad. 
Yeah. Feel oh, yeah. bad for the people that are that age. It's like, you know, your parents really did you a disservice. And yeah. and honestly, that's something that um, my friend Remy and I talked about on an episode that we did in this season uh, about being raised by uh, baby boomer parents. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, no, that, and yeah, awesome. yeah. And, and uh, yeah, that was a good one. So that'll come out uh, probably, it'll come out sooner than your episode, your first episode yeah. uh, comes out. But one other thing I wanted to ask you about related to the music. Yes. Uh, especially because you you were much more involved in the scene around here than I was, especially like in the late 90s and the early 2000s. But even if you could speak to how the scene changed. When we first met in high school, yeah, and we met through my brother because you guys were into hardcore music. Yeah. And you you especially you were you were part of the straight edge. Yeah, we're, part of yeah. part of hardcore, and that would like bands like Earth Crisis, One King Down, yeah, Strife. yeah, and and we would and you would tell me stories about how like Earth Crisis and Madball would go on tour together, yeah, and, and it's you, like you, the opposite, and you'd have Straight Edge fans, <laughs> yep. and Madball fans. Let's call that for what it is, oh, and yeah. just uh, just uh, the the beauty of the violence that oh, would yeah. ensue. But I think it's fair to say that at some point, uh, even the scene changed. Oh yeah, because yeah, I remember yeah. when it was it was literally even even in like hardcore and metal. Yeah, like it it would even it was literally like if somebody fell down, people would pick them up. Like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, like that, and and people were really dancing, not not like what like people see, like yeah. the I call it the bro dancing, where people are just like <laughs> shoving and shouldering each other. No, this like I'm talking like yeah. windmill kicks and and oh, all yeah. that. And you're not and and I want to make a point to anyone who has ever seen that, and Steve can speak to it too. You're not your your purpose isn't. It's not, you're not doing that stuff, like trying to hurt somebody. Or, no. You're not no. even trying to hit somebody. It's literally just a release of like raw energy. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. that's all it was. There's kids doing like, you know, kick flips, you know, into a somersault to a, a roundhouse kick and like never hit anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, that's how you get into that song. And even you if know? you did, even if you did, like, you, you know, even if you did, if you did someone like, would look you know, at you and be like, all right. Yeah. yeah. You, you probably kicked that kid while that kid's kicking someone else. Yeah. It's like, you just kind of like, you kind of just go off because you're into the music so much. And people, yeah, people, I see that, that like hurting each other, that can be like, a whole different scene. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. you can go to Marilyn Manson and people sitting there stabbing each other. Yeah. I mean, it's it's who's there, you know what I mean? Right. Like I've I've gone to Slayer and never seen anybody get hurt. And then there's stories where like people got drug, you know, dragged out in the ambulance. It's like it depends where you are, who's there. Can know? I tell you my favorite yeah. uh mosh pit was Rancid. Rancid, you know, yeah. Yeah, because go. it was because it's a mosh pit, but it's still like It's fan- a wicked good time. Yeah, it's a yeah. good time. <laughs> it's a good yeah. time. I, I mean, it yeah. was it was good until so two people were crowd surfing. Mm-hmm. And I could only see one of them. Oh, jeez. So I, I grabbed them. I passed them along. And the other person was tumbling. Oh, yeah. And so when they got to me, they literally, it's like they kicked me on top of my head. Okay. Yeah. So then I left. I was like, um, I'm. That's enough for you. Yeah. Like my ears started ringing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had a headache. And, but it was still my. Oh, yeah. I would say the most uh, uncomfortable I felt like when I'm talking about that, talking about my safety. Yeah. Was Ozfest. Oh, yeah. 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 Ozfest. Those early Ozfests. Yeah. Yeah. See that? Yeah. See, and it's cool because it, like, I'm glad that some people don't know, like, what we're talking about right now because Mm -hmm. it is a whole different scene. Like, like, there's hardcore ones where you'd hear the music and you'd be like, oh, people must be murdering each other. And no, they're having a good time. They're Mm -hmm. like grabbing each other, like singing along. Like, but then you go to something that's like, 
oh, that's not really that heavy. All of a sudden, people are getting like stabbed and like beat up, and it's like, what the hell? People like, do. People, I've seen, because <laughs> I've seen, I've, I've seen, uh, you know what's weird is I think, yeah, I've seen corn three times. Well, there you go. Yeah. Like, and people, people get, people get, they get hurt. People yeah. get rank, rambunctious at, yeah. at corn shows. Uh, yeah. And then you go to oh. something like, I don't know, like, yeah, all or something, and you go home going, like, that was an awesome yeah. time, man. Like, you got to dance, you got to maybe, you know, buy some awesome merchandise, you know what I mean? And go home and you're fine. And like, if you listen to them, you're like, oh, that's got to be crazy. No, it was just a good time, you know? Like, but yeah, yeah. Like how it changed though. Oh yeah. It's, it's like, I, I don't think it's as bad really because I've, I've heard on Facebook, um, some, some people that I knew, they were saying, oh, I remember when I went to a Brockton show and it was out of control, but then they went to another Brockton show and it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And then I heard like the same bands, like all at war used to like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, well, you know, it is where you, you're at and we, you know, like it's not where you're from. It's where you're at. <laughs> well, that's another thing, man. Like Fury of Five and stuff. Yeah. Like you figure those people would just be getting knocked out left and right. Dude, they're, they're just like flipping off of each other. They're just having a good time. Like, is it fair to say you've played in pretty much every scene? You've played in a band that's been in yeah, like pretty well, much the, every scene? Yeah, they're pretty... Ah, yeah, except for like the real like punk rock yeah. boy, which like I kind of wish I did because I love that, you know? Like, yeah. But um, yeah, pretty much, you know, the melodic metal and, you know, hardcore. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I guess so. But right, right now is more... I, I don't want to say I got out of hardcore because that's just like, that'd be a total lie. But like how I played is I want to show more of my roots, like mm -hmm. more metal, but it's still heavy as hell. Yeah. So I think right now I'm doing like more like the death metal, but like beat down hardcore, like F you, F you kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. screw you. I'm going to play this, you know, it's cause it's fun. Yeah, so it was inter it's interesting to hear what you're doing because at times it sounds like black metal, but yeah, then, yeah but, then, then, but then when like you bring in breakdowns that are clearly yeah. like, and, and it sucks because like it's like I would love to tell somebody like, oh, what do you guys sound like or something? It's like I just go, I play music, man. Whatever, yeah. whatever you think it sounds like, good enough. Like I'm not gonna label like my band now, but I would just say. Just listen to it. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. You know what I mean? And as of right <laughs> now, you can find it on SoundCloud, right? Yeah. So, well, uh, I shouldn't say nothing now because he, he, would, he would kill me. <laughs> no, what we're going to do, right? Yeah. So we're kind of like in the wind, but like we did finish like eight songs, but mm -hmm. we want to like mix mix them and master them. Like if you mm -hmm. like whatever anybody's heard, it's like not even that stuff's not even mastered. So we're gonna do that and try to put it on Spotify. I was gonna say it's like a pre. It's I want to say premix, but it's like it's been mixed. It's been and, mixed, and but it has just, been edited, but it hasn't been. Well, like dude, you dude, just said, it hasn't been mastered. Yeah, like literally yeah. the eight songs. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go over with bass myself. I'm gonna actually do the bass, and and that's that is that's why I love Steve so much because <laughs> he could just say that and yeah. Oh, I'm gonna do drums. Oh, I'm gonna do bass. I'm gonna, see. But the thing is, I, I love music, so it's like I'm actually doing it this time for me. Mm -hmm. Like I don't care if people hate it. I don't care. I hope they love it, you know. But like I'm not out there like oh we gotta play shows right away. Like I'm just gonna take my time. I mean, I'm 41, dude. Like, I'm not going to be, oh, we got to play every show. Like, I'm just having fun, man. You know? You know, it's great you say that because I can bring it all back around. And that's kind of how I look at the podcast okay. here. Like, yep. I'm not like, looking to be like one of those people that, oh, yeah, I get like 10,000 downloads nah, a week yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. To me, it's more about if I reached one person with this yep. and it changed their life for the better, then it was a success. 
It was a, it's a well, success, you know. Well, that, dude, I'm telling you, that's why I do this Facebook stuff. Like at first, I didn't care what people were gonna say, and um, it's because I'm I get out of work and I'm just waiting for my girl to get home mm-hmm. so we can eat dinner, and I'm, I get bored because like I don't drink anymore. So I'm like, hmm, I gotta get a hobby. So all of a sudden, I'm like posting stuff on Facebook. You know how many people said like, oh my god, it's good to hear something like yep. fun because you know the media sucks, like everything sucks right now. And, and that was cool. Oh, and sorry. so for 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 everybody who uh, is wondering what what Steve's talking about, I think we did we talked about it in your oh, yeah, interview. Yeah, yeah. So you, like literally, you post. Do, are those freestyle or those? Or is it a mixture of it, uh, actually a couple of my I did I think I did put on there that they're freestyle but yeah they're all freestyle and it's Facebook videos right just, yeah you, you just like it's like your Facebook living yourself just yeah just and, and that's like literally I come in there I put my phone down and just put on the guitar and just whatever comes to mind I play and it get that's my like getting out of my skin mm-hmm. like like meditation. And if people like it, that's cool. And like I said, man, some people, you know, I'm not dropping names, but somebody I knew, like, he was, he was like, just the other day, he's like, uh, yeah, you're an inspiration. Like, I haven't played guitar in a long time, and now I want to play again. Wow. And I was like, dude, right there, like, I go to work the next day happy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, anything like that is awesome. But I make sure to tell people like that, like, if everybody responds, that's awesome. Like, I don't want to get big or nothing, because, like, you know me, I can't do the road and shit. I can't. I can't even get out of East Bridgewater. Jesus Christ! Yeah, we <laughs> actually. We, but in all fairness, though, we talked about we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. On your interview, we talked about how if you did travel for shows, it was within driving distance. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Like just, you were, you I'm, would be okay with that. But then if you got there and like it was a certain type of crowd or the crowd was a certain size, then it's like yeah, you know. And I've I've had people tell me that like oh dude just just play the show and like anybody even offers you a drink I'll, I'll fight them <laughs> you know what I mean and it's like well it's not it's not like I appreciate that that's awesome mm-hmm. but then I told them why I really can't and like my sobriety is more important than yeah. anything in the world because I I shouldn't be here right now you know what I mean so like I am here now so I'm gonna embrace that and he was like man we love you the whole scene loves you that felt that felt good no that that is great because I I remember towards the end mm-hmm. of your drinking time yeah uh how it was just literally it was like almost like it was automatic yeah it was just it was a part of your day and there was no like i'm gonna enjoy this this nah. yeah there was no enjoyment out of that and and, and by the way i did want to tell you thank you because you brought it up mm-hmm. you brought up that and and your your anxiety issues yeah. um and I, I appreciate you feeling comfortable enough with with us to put that out there uh, cause that's something that we, uh, my friend Remy and I do too. We're, we're big about just like male mental illness awareness or, oh, yeah. or mental health. This day and age they, before, before pointing the finger at like, oh, that guy's a drunk or that he's a heroin addict. They got to get the mental issue down mm-hmm. and they got to like grab by, by the horns. And, and like, if people are mentally ill, like they got to fix that, man. Yeah. Because, uh, so what my friend Remy and I've talked about, I think you and I have privately talked about it is like men, we as men have to get to a point where it's okay to say you're not okay. Exactly. And there should be like a stigma about it or, or the, you know, the old days where it just suck it up, No, literally rub some dirt on it. And it's like, yeah, well, you know how many people I, I know, or even myself included who, yeah, have that, have had that mindset or people would be oh yeah just you know suck it up all that yeah and then they suck it up until they eat a eat a barrel of a gun like let's just well and and, and, and this is another thing is that's how i like first when i was straight edge i felt like 
a crap. And I, I mean, I was myself, but mm-hmm. my anxiety was like, all right, what, what the hell am I doing? Like nobody like helped me. Like, you know, my parents didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So when someone I knew was like, try this bear or whatever, or this shot, like all of a sudden, oh man, my anxiety's gone. I feel like awesome. Right. So when I started drinking and stuff like that, you were like, kind of like cool, you know what I mean? And then when you, when it takes over you, now you're a piece of shit. So it's like, well, where does this stop, man? Like, yeah. cause alcohol is everywhere. So it's like, so now I drink too much. So now I'm not, not cool. Then my anxiety kept getting worse and worse. So like now you're drinking, what was that from that saying? I used to drink from the bottle. Now it drinks from me. Yeah. That was me, man. Mm-hmm. Like, like it wasn't fun anymore. It was just like, I had to drink just not to die. But, dude, I used to have that mentality back to, you know, oh, toughen up. You're good. Just go to work. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, those people only live to be, like, probably, like, 40. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. So, the old way wasn't cool. It was, yeah, you're going to be tough about it. You know, don't cry. Yeah, those guys are dead. You know what I mean? So. I would say the toughest, uh, and this is something that you and I have talked about. And I'm just talking about myself because, yeah. for me, it's more depression than it is anxiety. Yeah, that's the- and I tell people, uh, and I've talked about it on on episodes before, but I uh, when because people do ask me, and I say it's literally the chemistry of my brain. Yeah, like it is what it is. Yeah. It's the genetics. It's the way that my genetics kind of just have things going around in my brain, and so I take medication to correct it best yeah. it can. And I remember when I went to my doctor to talk about it, and that was probably the most worried I, I was. That was I was more worried than, than actually like talking to family members like my wife and everything, saying I needed help. Because I knew that with what I told him, there was a good chance I was going to get locked up for 72 hours. Yeah. And I still did it because I had to. Yeah. And to, to my doctor's credit, because he could kind of see it on my face, he told me that he thought I was brave for mm-hmm. what I did. And then he said that there's some things we're going to try out. And then he said, but before we do all that, I just have to ask you something. If I let you leave here today and you promise me you're not going to act upon what you told me. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and I, so I was like, no. And he goes, okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, please don't let me uh, regret, yeah. Yeah. regret that. So that was kind of his way of saying like, uh-huh. uh, what you told me is on the fence, but you, you, you actively want help. And, and yeah, yeah. Um, that's deep. Yeah. 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 So that's when I, but so this is what I tell. So this, so this is why I tell people, Steve, when that first started to happen for me, mm-hmm. like fight or flight would kick in, in my body. Like I it would have a guttural reaction wow. as soon as that thought would come through, like my, everyone being like, what are you doing? Yeah. And what terrified me is that it was almost like, it was almost like somebody like, like verbally, like leaning on you. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't matter that it doesn't bother you. Yeah. It's just the fact that, that they're always doing it. They're always doing it. They're always doing it. Yeah. And, and I told my doctor, like, I wasn't having that. Re- I wasn't having that strong of a reaction anymore, and that's what scared me. Is that? Yeah. I figured eventually it'd be like, all right. Oh uh, man. Yeah. Yeah. See, like I like. Yeah, that's tough, man. That that's where like depression and anxiety are totally different. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, like, they 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 are similar, but they have they are different. Yeah. yeah. Like I think depression yeah. is far more worse because anxiety you just won't do what you're afraid of i have so I, i'm not I, gonna go over that bridge so i i have anxiety yeah uh but this is this is why it's funny so you remember jp ryan's yeah in abington yeah a yeah. uh, great great irish pub oh yeah i've gone there since i was like 22 years old mm-hmm. and i could meet friends a bunch of my friends or a bunch of our friends could be like hey let's just go out to jp ryan's and be like all right and if i'm the first one there i yeah. will not go inside 
because that's I have anxiety oh, too. Right, so right. so I do have anxiety, yeah. but it's just depression is more of my problematic thing. Oh, but that's anxiety. Like okay. I just right. don't want to sit there and not know anybody and just like I also yeah. believe in, I know it's this is weird for someone who loves metal and, and uh, no, like yeah, I get no. I get easily get like sensory overload yeah. from the environment. Okay. So like JP Ryan's where they always have live music and if it's busy there's a lot of people. Yeah. It's a lot of people there. And if I don't know anybody cuz what I, one trick that I taught myself was to um, just get involved in like uh, inner monologue in my head mm-hmm. and that actually helps calm me down yeah. but then if it's just too much sensory overload going on I can't do that <laughs> so, yeah. so then for me it would be like you know just like, yeah just get me a beer and keep it coming yeah yeah <laughs> and then I'd be to get drunk and then none of it mattered and, and yeah. I'd just sit there quietly well, no, they, they, like that's the thing. Yeah, I mean that isn't that weird? Like some people would be like, "What are you, what are you doing? Like just do it," you yeah. know. And it's like, dude, it's not like that. It's yeah, like it's, there's it's, something you just can't. If do. you've like, never experienced anxiety to the point where it literally, and I'm sure you have, Steve, it makes you either want to leave, yeah, someplace, or it makes you like freeze, yeah. And your in your mind, you're even saying, "I know this isn't. This is like." Yeah. this is this is ridiculous yeah but my body is not letting me yeah. like that that's how it is my yeah mine dude i used to i used to go oh i gotta go to the bathroom and i really didn't like just to get out of the classroom because i couldn't yeah. sit there anymore so like you know what i mean like it, like people were like why is this kid always like just getting up and leaving it's like i couldn't sit there i used to get anxiety just from <laughs> school in <laughs> yeah. general yeah it wasn't even just the classroom it was just it was the bells yeah i hate it i but, hated bells but here's the thing though like those are the kids that they have to literally like i should have had a guidance counselor and stuff and i never had, right i never did and, and i was like the craziest one in the room because i'd be like I'd be looking out the window or something just to like look at something else, distract me from like, yep. you know, learning. But um, that's what they got to do nowadays. Is, I mean, hopefully they are, but I'm just saying they got to grab, like grab that kid and be like, yeah. all right, you're coming with me, you know, because these are the people shooting up schools and freaking, you know. That's also, that's also something else. Uh, yeah. Remy. Uh, it's all I mental. Yeah. It's all yeah. mental stuff. It's, it's It sucks. I think one thing I, I'm jealous of, of people younger than us, I think that especially in schools post Columbine, that stuff did like guidance counselors were kind of more taught. You see these warning signs for like these kids, like you you have, you have to reach out to them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Because some of these get like, because the two gentlemen from Columbine, the warning signs were there. Mm -hmm. It was so many warning signs and it's either like a, like a society that, didn't really know yeah. what to look for or just figure it out. They're just because they wear trench coats. Oh, they're just like oh, these yeah. kind of kids. And it's like, no. Yeah. Like even because even people who wore trench coats were like, thanks for ruining it for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, no, I know. Like, yeah. Like these shootings, like just they shouldn't be happening at all. Like, you know, it, and it's sad because no one's doing anything until the cops show up. And then mm-hmm. like that last one, like they didn't even like rush in. There's like, what was it, like six of them or yeah. something? Yeah. There's like six of them, and that's your friggin' job. And then also, you know what I mean? The kids just shooting all these kids. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you, you didn't even do your job. Like, someone with a gun in there, go get them. You know, it's <laughs> it's not like it's like, you know, someone with a, a missile launcher or something at you. Like, yep. it's like, go in there and tackle the damn kid. So what if you get shot? That's your job. Don't don't be a cop then, you know? You know, and then oh well, you know they you know, they're only human too. It's like well, yeah, that's why you don't be a cop then. Like, I would, I probably wouldn't have done that either. I, you know, I don't want to get shot. Well, there was a time when uh, <laughs> you know 
Was there a time you were thinking about being a, a correctional officer, or someone yeah. was asking you about being a correctional officer? Yeah, that was that was a stupid idea because it's like, like <laughs> I, like, I, like I how you were just like, oh, that's just probably, a stupid idea. Well, the thing is, is like, I probably know half the criminals in there, you know. Yeah, and it's just like I couldn't, I couldn't do that. See my friends locked up and everything. I mean, if I know they're in there, that's fine because I know at least we know where they are mm-hmm. and stuff. But like to be in there and. You know, like now, now they're gonna look at me like, "Oh, look at look at Steve." You know, he's just CEO now. It wouldn't have been good. And then to be a correctional officer, you have to have the right state of mind too. And I'm very, you know, me like I get along with everybody, so it's like I couldn't be. I'm gonna treat him worse than this person, or like I, you know, what I mean, I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, I know they train you and stuff, but like, I, yeah, you gotta have a tough mental state. And they, they, I'd be bringing them like cigarettes and stuff. Like, yeah, go ahead, smoke. Yeah, you wouldn't be different than some correctional officers. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm. Plus, they were gonna have me probably as the human shield, which that sucks, dude. You gotta like take down these. I mean, I'm big, but I mean, there's guys in yeah. there that are friggin', you know, they, they know how to take you down. You know what I love about this episode is what? this is like this is like what it's like for us when we get together and have a conversation. It really is. So yeah. yeah. It's like, hello, Bobby. How yeah. you doing? <laughs> Uh, and I think that's that's good because yeah. I, uh, I I love to play off of the title of the podcast, yeah. Like the Odyssey part, like I've, every episode is kind of its own little adventure or whatever. And that yeah, this yeah. this is the same thing. And, yeah, and, and dude, I, and like people out there listening, like um, I'll sit there and I'll listen to like stuff I don't even know about. And if like you know, especially hearing people talk, it's it's good for the anxiety because mm-hmm. you're, you're you're listening to every word they're saying. And I mean, yeah, of course, there's like meditation ones that that's what they do. But I think it's all meditation, man. Like I was going to ask you, do you do you listen to any meditation or of uh, self-guided Im- imagery or anything like that? Well, this is what's funny is I have ASMR. Mm-hmm. So I'll listen to it's got to be really good. Like, hey, it sounds weird because a, a, a male's voice, like if it's like perfectly like, you know, like, um, I don't know about like Kevin Costner or something. Not Kevin if it's Costner. Like, if it's what like British. Yeah, well, like Sean Connery or something. Oh, like, Sean Connery. Um, you know, like the Harry Potter books, um, the guy Stephen Fry. Yeah. Like he has that voice that's like kind of soothing. You know who does it for me? Who? Is uh, Lieb Schreiber. He does a lot of, he's an actor, but he does a lot of voiceover for like HBO documentaries. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll have to look into that. He's got, a, he's got that, he's got that like very distinctive baritone voice. Yeah. Like sometimes that will, and then there's this old guy, man. He's like, I, oh, I wish I knew his name. But like he he'll just go, well, my dad he was a craftsman, you know, and he just he's just talking about his life, and he put me to sleep. Like I loved it. I was like, wow, no more anxiety, you know. Well, that's why I bring up the like self guided imagery or the meditation because sometimes yeah. you get you get the person with that kind of voice, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of, and we're gonna we're gonna go on this journey. And you're still going to focus on your breathing, you know, taking those deep breaths in and then breathing out all of the, all the anxiety and all the energy from the day. Feel it leaving your, your chest and your lungs and your, and your diaphragm, like stuff like that. Like I'll listen to that stuff every now and then. As you slip into slumber. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. As you slip into a complete state of relaxation. (laughs) Now you can simply, uh, no, what was it? it what was that being tension from New York? They did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were like, um, now you can basically relax, shut off the recorder mm-hmm. and maintain your whatever. And then it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I 
was like, yeah, but anyways, um, no, yeah, meditation's awesome. Yeah, that's it. So, do you find you find it helpful? Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. Big, good, big time. And, and it's cool because you, you're not like I feel some like at first I felt like I was being rude about it, and that's stupid because like obviously your other half or whatever. I like saying the other half because you you don't want to offend people. But um, no, screw it. My girlfriend. Yeah. She's like, what do you mean? Like I'm like, well, I feel like you want to be with me, but I'm gonna meditate or something. You know, and uh, she was all about it. She's like, no, meditate away. Because that's the thing. If you're, if you're with somebody else, like, try anything you can to be, like, really a better person to with that person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, you both have to have the same, like, oh, yeah, that sounds good, you know. But, um, I, you know, you, you got to work on yourself, too. You know, it's not always pointing the finger. It's like, well, maybe she has something there. I'm not saying be a doormat and stuff, but like I found out like you both have to put a hundred percent in. Mm-hmm. So dude, yeah, she was said meditate away. And I was like, all right, cool. You know? So there we go. <laughs> if, you think, if you think about it, it's like, it's like uh that's part of the teamwork too. There, there really is. It's yeah. like the compromise. It's like, not like, Hey honey, I'm going up to the bar and crashing my car. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's, it's like, med- it, right, it's almost like, it's almost like they were like, you know, yeah, I'd like to hang out with you and get your attention, but you're doing self care right now. Exactly. So go, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would also say self care is, is oh, big and man, it's something as I've gotten older, I do. Um, you need more time self-care. for yourself and stuff. Yeah. You, you need to like, cause you can lose yourself so quick in a in a fantasy relationship that like I, I do I do it all the time. I have to tell them like, all right, I don't feel right right now. I have to go play my guitar or something. And she knows that's my mm-hmm. Steve time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's not bad because I come back as a better person. I'm like, all right, let's go out to eat. Let's go watch a movie. Let's go do this. But before I'm just like, I don't feel good. Why don't I feel right? And it's like, well, you took your medicine, right? Yeah, but it's like, I just need me. Like, it's okay to be selfish once in a while. Yeah. And people don't do that, then you're going to be like, like, you're going to drive yourself nuts. I would say, you, I would say, uh, you'd be miserable. Yeah. You, you will, you will be miserable. Yeah. yeah. And, and just like that, like me, myself, and Irene, like, you know, like, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. And he like freaks out, you know, and it's like, that's, yeah. that's real. Like, if you, Oh, you mean when he's like, like who are you staring at, fucker? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, um, I can only take so much, man. She she uh, does this and like, tells me what to do. And it's like, dude, eventually you'll explode, you know? Yeah. And then you'll say this, the wrong, you know, the worst thing you could say. So it's like, why not just, yeah, honey, I need some alone time. <laughs> well, the other benefit of uh, this podcast for me is that that's kind of like that that's one of the things that I can do for myself. Like, mm-hmm. And it's not it's not just this. It's also the editing. Yeah. You know, because the editing for me, I mean, if this is like a 45 minute podcast, it's going to yeah. take like three hours to edit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I'm going like every five seconds by five seconds, making sure that everything's yeah. um, volume is fine and nothing's too high or too low, yep. that everything gets mastered, that if just like things don't make sense, like cutting and pasting and mm. maneuvering parts of the recording. So, yeah, that's good. But, um, I don't know about you, but I mean, we've been going for like almost 47 minutes. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah, that's the other thing I love too, is it doesn't feel like it's been like 47. No, minutes. it doesn't. No. And it's almost um, like meditation. Cause you kind of like just getting out stuff yeah. that you want off your mind. Yeah. I always feel very relaxed when I'm, yeah. when I'm done doing these. Um, it's nice. But Steve, 
thank you very much for uh, coming back. And oh, no problem. And honestly, you're always more than welcome to come back. Yeah. You know, as fun. you can see, I have spots for four microphones, so I yeah. can have like four people on here. No, this is good, man. It's yeah. uh, you know, there's no pressure. There's no yeah. Everything's nice and just you know, I just got out of work. You know. Yeah. And it's like. Now I'm like, I feel relaxed. You know? Look at that. I saved you the trouble of having to set up your, your camera on your phone and record some music. I, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. I know. All yeah. right. But until the next time, Steve, take care. You know, and, and again, don't be a stranger around the podcast. All right, man. I'll, I'll, I'll get back into the uh, technology and hopefully... Oh, get... yeah. Just reach out, too. Like, Wait, I, I, most I of the stuff <laughs> is just me watching YouTube clips. And... and Another thing, real quick, is I'm finally getting Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah people don't even know how to like answer that i mean you know like, like yeah why how the hell are you using your phone and stuff i'm like, like well uh, i got unlimited i don't need the using my data yeah I'm, I'm paying a lot of money a month uh, it's called lte <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah all right or so. 4g or 3g or whatever it is whatever the hell it is but yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. You know, this was kind of your, you took us on a journey today. I always say that every episode should be a standalone journey. This was a journey you took us on. So thank you very much. And thank you for everybody who tuned in to listen. And until the next time, take care. Every episode is a standalone. Every episode should be unique. Everybody that's on should have a unique perspective. And I think you fit the bill right here with that. Popped around different jobs here, there, and everywhere, and um, ended up being a, a veteran service officer. First noticed my first like PTSD symptom when I first got home the second time in 2006. Fair to say you've adjusted to the fact that when you're in a unit, it's not quiet in the sense of like civilian life. Like I need to get the fuck out of here. And then I started experimenting with cannabis. Do you want to talk about that? Let's fucking talk about that. My okay. Friend. Do you have a preferred strain? Now, is cannabis the only thing you do? No, it isn't. My plan is to start microdosing. Now, mo most people, if someone asks them, would say that's a yes or no question. They would say a yes or no response. Right. Well, no, you're Bob. Yeah, I'm Bob. So I, so I got to tell a story. My story was... <clears throat> Find the XOP on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, our Facebook page, or YouTube.